This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Everyday Mind. I am so excited to be digitally hanging out with each of you today and start chatting about one of my favorite topics, overwhelm. I debated for a few weeks about what to share with you guys first. And every time I talk to a friend or a colleague or a coaching client or myself, yes, I talk to myself sometimes, don't judge, you do it too, about this first episode, the topic of overwhelm came up every single time. We would talk about how often each of us feel overwhelmed in our lives and our businesses and how overwhelm just feels like it's always there. So as much as I wanted to jump into this first episode with something bright and shiny, with an episode like The Power of Playfulness and Your Business, which totally will be an episode at some point, I'm sure. I knew we had to chat about the overwhelm elephant that hangs out in too many of our minds each and every day. But before we get started, I wanted to ask a favor of you. If you love this episode and the Everyday Mind podcast as much as I know that you're going to, please make sure to leave me a review. You can do that wherever you listen to the podcast, or go to my Facebook page and leave the review there. I will totally drop a link to the Facebook page in the show notes. Reviewing helps me out because it helps me to know what episodes and topics impact each of you. And it helps me figure out how to digitally align with you and what you want and what you need in your everyday life and business. If you're listening to this episode sometime in late April or May of 2019, then leaving a review is one of the ways you can earn points in an awesome giveaway that we're doing right now as part of our launch. We have some amazing and fun prizes like a journal, a free coaching session with me, a coffee subscription box to one of my favorite coffee roasters, and some awesome things that I don't even know at the time of this recording yet. You can learn to how to enter if you go to naftaliroberts.com backslash giveaway. The link will be in the show notes, but I promise that if you are listening at that point, you want to head on over there and enter this giveaway because there are some amazing prizes that I know are going to add so much to your everyday life and business. So without further ado, let's chat about overwhelm. For too long, I thought that overwhelm was a normal way of being in life. Everyone that I knew in life seemed like they were rocking life, rocking business, and rocking their little black dresses. They seemed like they wore overwhelm like a badge of honor. 
for too long, I believed like many of you probably do right now, that overwhelm was the new black, the quintessential and widely accepted go-to outfit for successful and functional lives. Who else here finds themselves feeling that way? Maybe acting or reacting like that's true in your life and business, perhaps believing truths about yourself or shoulds that are all driven by the fact that an identity of overwhelm is normal and essential. Is overwhelm in your life something you feel and release or has it become part of your identity? For those of you that don't know me, let me tell you a little bit about my journey related to my identity of overwhelm and how I have walked a path to mostly find freedom. It pops up every once in a while from this identity of overwhelm through using mindfulness and living a life of notice. In episode three, we're going to dive really deep into what mindfulness is and isn't. But for the process of sharing my story related to overwhelm, what I need you to know is when I say mindfulness or notice, what I'm talking about is training my brain to be present with the moments of life and training my mind and my body to move in alignment with truth, helpful thinking, and letting go of a whole lot of other junk that gunks up too many of our mind and too much of our movement. So when I look back, to a little over two years ago, I remember believing that I just needed to figure out how to deal with this overwhelm. I needed to figure out not how to let go of it, but how to make myself okay in the space of an overwhelmed life and business. I had accepted that everyone that I knew was overwhelmed. And so that must be the way it had to be. That I was deluding myself, perhaps, if I thought that being less than overwhelmed was even possible. I remember at that time thinking that I had things pretty much together. I remember feeling really, really good when people would talk about the fact that I was kind of like Wonder Woman, that I was rocking life and rocking business and kicking butt and taking names or whatever. I was a full-time therapist at that time, so they probably didn't say that quite because that's not very therapisty, but something along that line for my career. What I wasn't tuned into and what others weren't tuned into that believed that overwhelmed was just a way it had to be was that I wasn't actually doing okay. My body was constantly hurting because I wasn't listening to what it needed. My brain was super duper foggy, way more than I wanted to admit it was. And I constantly felt on the verge of dropping all of the balls that I was trying to juggle. And I was scared. I was scared 
under the surface that if I stopped doing all the things that my business would fall apart, my family would be disappointed and possibly injured by me stopping to do all the things. And I didn't really know who I was anymore. I knew what I did, but somewhere in the midst of busy, I had lost my why. I had lost knowing what the heck I was doing all these things for. So also to set the stage, at this point in my life, I had 2.5 children, right? The American dream. I had two kids, three and probably two around the time where this really came to a head. And I was getting ready to have my daughter, my third. And I, I remember I thought I had it all together. I didn't see that I was hurting. I didn't notice it. So That's something to kind of pay attention to. When we get to the place where overwhelm becomes part of our identity, I think one of the things that can happen is that we lose our ability to see it. So I want to say that because you may be listening to this episode right now and you say, I'm not overwhelmed. And that may be true. But if that is true, one of the things that I want to point out is what other thing has become a part of your identity? Has being fearful become part of your identity? Has being the person that does all the things become part of your identity? Is there something that you believe just has to be true about yourself that maybe doesn't? I'm just throwing it out there. So flash forward, I have my daughter. I had her in November of 2016. And prior to that, I had set up my business in a way that I could take a three-month maternity leave. I had set all the systems in place. I had saved the money. I had gotten everything ready for that time except myself. I had gone into maternity leave not really seeing that overwhelm and the corresponding beliefs were driving me. And so two weeks after my daughter was born, I convinced myself that I could just go to the office a little bit because under the surface, I was scared. I was scared that if I stopped moving, I would become ineffective, I would become irrelevant, I would become a blip on the radar in the field of therapy, and that if I stopped, people would forget, and that when I came back in three months, I would have to build my business from scratch again. None of those things were true, and I didn't fully realize that that's what I was telling myself, but I look back now on some of the crazy things I did, like making my nanny drive me to the office because I was not even cleared to medically drive yet because I had had a C-section and you can't drive for a little bit because you could tear stitches so I could see a client. The client 
had other people to talk to. I had set that all up. So I wasn't going in because it was necessary. I told myself it was. I was going in because I was scared what letting go of the overwhelmed identity meant about me. So flash forward six weeks, and by this point, I have totally convinced myself and others that I do not need a full maternity leave and that that money would be better spent in other ways. Maybe we could take a vacation later that year when my husband had some time off work, and I decide to go back to work my regular hours. What I didn't know was that my family was about to go on one of the scariest journeys that we have gone on up till this point in our life. Two days after I went back to work, January 11th, 2017, my six-week-old daughter at that time was admitted to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. At the time that she was admitted, she was highly dehydrated. She was fairly unresponsive to pain. Um, They did a spinal tap on her in the ER, thinking that possibly one of the reasons she had stopped eating effectively was possibly meningitis. And when they did the spinal tap, she didn't make a sound because that's how kind of tuned out to her pain she was at that moment. And over the course of the next 10 days, we were told lots of things. We were told that if they couldn't figure out what was wrong and why she wasn't eating, they might have to not only put a temporary feeding tube in, which they did on day four or five of her being there, but that she possibly would go home with a forever feeding tube as she continued to deteriorate even with some of the best medical care in the country spending time with her every moment of every day they talked about the possibility of her never coming home of us leave losing our beautiful daughter if they couldn't figure out what was wrong and as we sat in that hospital room day in and day night all that i could think of was the fact that I had spent the last six weeks, which I thought was the first six weeks, I had spent them overwhelmed by beliefs that if I didn't keep going, everything would fall apart. And what I had chosen to do was not slow down and pace myself and take the time that I needed to connect. Now, what I don't want you to hear as I say that is I hadn't realized that working was bad. For me and for our family, me working is something that is really important. I will talk more about that in other episodes. But what I had realized is that I had been functioning from this place that overwhelm was unnecessary and it unbeknownst to me had caused me to miss a lot of moments. And I was heartbroken because I didn't know if I would ever get those moments back. So I have good news. On day 10 
of our time in the hospital, the amazing doctors at Children's Hospital Los Angeles were able to recognize that my daughter had a super duper rare disorder called infant botulism. She got it through an airborne spore. They don't know where she picked it up, but it's super duper rare. There were 14 kids in the entire United States the year before that had it. Um, I'm not sure what the total of kids, but it's usually less than 100 kids under the age of 18 months that get it a year in the US. And so we then spent the next 10 days getting her treatment um, and the next several months getting her additional rehab at home. But on day 20, we were able to take our beautiful daughter home, who I am happy to report is now a fully functional, fiery two-year-old who, if you look at You can't tell that at age six weeks, she couldn't move and she couldn't suck and swallow. And we thought that we were going to lose her. But did everything change at that moment? No, no, everything didn't change. But it was my starting point. It was my starting point to recognize that my identity had become a badge of honor, that I loved the praise that I received from living a life of overwhelmed, and that fear was happening all the time. So where are you at today? Are you living a life where overwhelm has become a has to, has become a way that just is and that you need to figure out a way to cope? Did maybe you see overwhelm in the description of this podcast and you think, hey, Maybe this will be three tips to how to feel better when my life is overwhelming. I am here to say to you, my friend, this shift, this change can happen for you. But first, you have to notice if you were like me a few years ago and have made overwhelmed a built-in assumption in your life, do you feel yourself thinking that this is just the way that you have to be? Do you feel yourself telling other people, well, yeah, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm figuring out how to manage it? Have you looked at your pace lately? Have you looked at your calendar? What does that say about your belief systems? It is possible to change overwhelm as your identity, but I'm going to be honest, it's not easy. For so many of us, our minds have been wired to believe this. And so it just feels normal. And that honestly, the change feels scary and uncomfortable and like something we don't want to do. That is one of the reasons I started this podcast. I started this podcast because I want you, yes, you, to know that overwhelm is a feeling, but it is not your identity. I want you to stop right now, wherever you are, and say to yourself, I am not overwhelmed. I am not overwhelmed. I can feel overwhelmed, but I have the ability, it's in there, I promise, to notice and respond to my feelings but my feelings are not me. I am not overwhelmed. So what now? 
we just had a really great moment together. But now you and I have to get back to our day-to-day lives. Here is where I'm going to give you one way you can work on reworking the part of your brain that has latched onto overwhelmed as part of your identity. Maybe for you, overwhelmed is not the word you feel. Maybe it's scared or angry, etc. This action step can work for any of you amazing people listening today that have realized, oh my goodness, I have let this feeling define me as opposed to guide me. I want you to take the phrase you created. Maybe it's, I am not overwhelmed. Maybe it is, I am not angry, as in, I'm not an angry person. Maybe it's, I am not a fearful person. And I want you to make an audio recording of that new truth that you need to remember. And I want you to record yourself saying this to yourself. Then you're going to set an alarm for one time every day that you're going to listen to this truth. Our brains change as we repeatedly tell ourselves new truths over and over. Next, if you're like, oh, wow, Naftali, I'm excited and scared and feeling all these feelings about leaving behind this identity of overwhelm or whatever your thing is. And I know that I'm going to leave here today excited and that I'm not going to do know what to do next. That, my friend, is a normal feeling. And that is why we have the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook community. In that community, we talk about things such as overwhelm. We talk about building an awareness of all the ways overwhelm is a pattern and has become the way that you run your life or your business. And we're gonna talk about how we can support each other as we on purpose through these beliefs that drive us, through these identities we have put on. And I would so love it if you join me there today. I have put the link to that group in the show notes. If you can't find it, definitely send me a message on any of the social medias. It's just Naftali V. Roberts. In addition, if you have loved being here, I would love it if you would head on over right now and leave a review. Like I mentioned before, it's a great way for me to know what you need today and tomorrow, my friend, because that is why I'm here. I'm here not because I love hearing myself talk or I want to record a ton of podcast episodes, but because I know that there are messages that your everyday mind needs to hear, that there are amazing dreams that you have, there are passions and purposes that you have placed into your life, and yet your cluttered brain or your overwhelmed mind or your scattered emotions kind of keep getting in the way of you taking action on. And that is why I am here with you on this journey. I am so looking forward to being with you again soon. So today, you are not overwhelmed. Remember that and go forth and live. I will talk to you soon. Bye.